You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You guys, hello, welcome, welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leaks. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas, in parentheses, still wise, still trying to figure that out. You guys, I, I know I sound like I'm literally on crack right now. I am so excited to talk to my guest today. I have, I'm already off my notes. Oh, dang it. I, I just have been following her on Instagram for so long, admiring her. I've never met her in person but she just seems like if we were on the same coast we would be friends like we would be hanging out she is a just a big old bucket of joy and her personality seems so out of this world so lovable so charming just bright literally okay wait let me get to my little notes um uh oh hold on what is this one drive oh my goodness technical dif difficulties hold on i might have to start over hopefully not we're good okay she is a performer on tv and in theater but like a dancer dancer she was a swing and an assistant dance captain for the donna summer musical donna summer musical on broadway and i don't know if you've seen that but just so you know that is hard what she did that is very hard and fierce she's also a voiceover artist and coach which she created voice on demand if you need some lessons hello i do some of the gigs that she's booked some of the gigs that she's booked are mcdonald's netflix hulu arm and hammer you guys the list is still going wing stop pringles like literally we can go on and on here she is booked and blessed she's also a motivational speaker um and yeah, personally speaking, as someone who's followed her on Instagram, she's just wonderful. She's newly married. She's a fitness badass. From what I've learned from her from afar is that whatever she sets her mind to, she does it. She just freaking does it. And I am also have to um, verify this with her as well, but I think she's going to be the associate choreographer for the for the upcoming musical Wonderful World coming to Wonderful World coming to Broadway with Tony Award winning James Monroe, Igle Hart, you guys, y'all, put your hands together and help me welcome Aurelia Michael Holmgren. <laughs> wow, that must be the best intro I have ever got. <laughs> I mean, half of that's you. It's you. Hands down. <laughs> Do you ever like look in the mirror and you're like, dang, girl, mm, you doing this? Like, do you ever 
every now and again, I do have to remind myself to to smell the flowers. If people give me my flowers, I need to take a second and smell them for sure. Just now, people are out in these streets seeing you. Thank you, darling. I received that wholeheartedly. Literally. I'm doing his work. I get to have a good time doing it. What a blessing. How are you? Where are you? What's on your heart today? I am in sunny Los Angeles, California. So a Bronx nice. native, but I'm a Cali girl, probably mm. for the rest of my life. Really? You know, today I'm, yeah, I'm a Cali girl. I don't think you could get me anywhere else. Maybe just for a second, you know, get the bag, get the coin, and then back here. But LA is home for the foreseeable future. What? Yeah. I'm from California. I'm like, I'm in New York. Let me and stay it's up the same in here. Thing. I'm a New York girl and I, I did my 20 plus years in New York and I'm just not built for that anymore. Quality of life looks different for me now. So um, how That's I'm real. doing, yes. you know, today I'm really filled with gratitude. I get to wake up and do what I love to do and what I want to do every single day. And I get to speak with at least one person a day and hopefully remind them that they can do the same, that it may not necessarily be easy, but it's worth it. Um, and so I'm just feeling really blessed. I'm feeling really fortunate. I'm feeling really challenged. Um, my voiceover community is growing a bit beyond me, which is such a beautiful thing. And so we'll take that. Um, putting all my energy into that until we head into a wonderful world work. Um, and I'm be just back in New York that for that. I will be back in there. Uh... <laughs> I only come back for Ricky trip. That's it. <laughs> Anywhere he wants to go, I go. So yeah, I just feel um, I'm just really grateful that I'm able to pivot and navigate through different seasons and really not be tied down um, to any industry. Because I think that's where I lost a lot of my power was feeling tied down to a specific industry for a long amount of time. And so yeah, I'm hoping that you know, through talking with people on a daily basis, through the things that I post, that they inspire people um, to live life every day as if it is the last, as if you've made it, because this is it. Tomorrow is an idea. Yesterday is gone. This is it. So if people could treat today like you've already made it, how that could affect tomorrow. Ooh. <sighs> okay, I've got like a million <laughs> questions out of what you just said. Um, but I guess first, let's start with when did you start making that transition from being tied down to one industry to wearing many different hats and having many different forms, um, forms of income? When did you make that switch? Well, I did a little baby pivot. Um, when I was doing Legally Blonde, that was my first theater show. I knew nothing about theater. I, I came in as a hip hop dancer to replace um, someone that had booked another show. Uh, that's when I started studying life coaching because I was in um, Ogunquit, Maine, and I had did the show with people who had just come off the tour. I didn't know anything about theater, so I spent a lot of time alone. Um, and someone reached out and said, hey, like, do you coach? I had a blog at the time when uh, Blogspot was popping. And so I read like this 60 page book. So I've been life coaching now for 12 years. But I think even still then I kind of kept it hush hush because I didn't want people to think that I wasn't the hip hop dancer anymore. Mm. So I kind of hid that for a while. I didn't have a website or like an assistant or anything for maybe seven, eight years. But I think it was when <laughs> uh, I decided to move to New York 
um, I was in LA. I, I was in New York doing hip hop or attempting. And then I got dropped by my agency or whatever I was doing. I was doing it. I got dropped by my agency. So instead of getting better, I got bitter and I moved to LA. Oh, kind of floated here. Yeah, I got I got real bitter because I was helping everybody else get signed and booked and what they were going to wear for headshots. But nobody wanted to sign me. So I moved here and I kind of floated for two years. And my mentor at the time, I was telling her, I think I'll go to New York for two months and come back, see if I can get this theater thing popping. And she was like, nah, if you're going to go, go. Like, don't come back. My roommate was like, don't come back until you're on Broadway. Like, there's no point. You're never going to get there if you keep going back and forth. So then I moved, as I say, forward to New York. I moved in with my parents after 13 years of being on my own. And um, even though I would say I did tie myself down to the industry of musical theater, what was different was that while I was pursuing hip hop, I was trying to do, I was trying to be everybody's favorite. I was trying to be everywhere in everything. And when I moved forward to New York, I didn't take hip hop class. I didn't sub hip hop class. I showed up for the auditions, all the non-union, I started non-union, all the auditions for eight months. Wow. And then once Broadway started, you know, my goal was, okay, this, this is going to be the last time I ask my parents for some money until I get married. So um, <laughs> I made sure that I was saving all of my money and then still finding ways to make income. So that's when I started studying voiceover. Um, and speaking has always been a part of me. I love talking with people. I don't generally get nervous if someone like has me to stand up and talk about something. So uh, people started asking me to come in and just talk about my experience and how I didn't go to school for musical theater. Um, I didn't go to school for singing. I didn't have singing. I didn't have any other formal training that you're kind of told that you need yeah. to be on Broadway. Yeah. So wait, you got into um, lifestyle. Co wait, what, what type of coaching did you call it? Life coaching. Mm -hmm. Life coaching. So you got into that. You've been doing that for a while. How long until, and whether it's for life coaching or other things that you have gotten into, how long until you started to make like a living doing the other things? Well, I know I it takes a while to like. Mm -hmm. I think it does when, I think in the beginning, I really lowballed myself in terms of pricing. So that's what took a while. And I think even a lot within the arts. Um, when yeah. you're first getting started, you're kind of getting that that small, <laughs> real small percentage. Um, and that's what I fell in love with voiceover because there's a lot of money in it. I can do it from where you see me right now in my closet. Um, I can, you know, book a $2,000 job for a 30 second spot that takes me five minutes to record. Right. Whereas, you know, I could also be sliding across a tilted stage on Broadway for the right. same amount in a week. I could do that in a day. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I think what's interesting though, is that even now I'm like, I forget that I'm making a consistent living because it still comes from different places. It's not every two weeks, this check is coming in. So I think I've just gotten to a point where I speak from abundance and I, I almost live my life as if I work corporate that mm. the check but the checks just keep coming in because I, I can't yes. get caught in like oh my gosh what's going to be the next thing the next thing because it always pops up in my inbox wow okay okay I'm excited that you okay I know that you might 
feel some kind of way about leaving this beautiful walk-in closet that you're literally sitting in right now to come back out here to New York. But I'm excited for all of the things that you have popping off. How My next question for you is, how do you balance wearing so many hats? <laughs> you do. Like, and what did I miss? Voiceover, coaching, voiceover, lifestyle, coaching, a, a, like musical choreographing. Yeah, mm-hmm. musical theater performer. But you're on the stage and you're also on the creative side of that. Is there anything that I'm missing? Uh, sometimes I'll do image consulting. I'll come out of retirement for the right people. Image And consulting? then the motivate. Yeah, like I help people create wardrobes. Oh. I did that with Jim Cooney. That's my guy. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I went to FIT for image consulting. So I, I love, love that. Figure out their wardrobe and how that is your first introduction to people is what you wear. Wow. Okay. Wait. So wait. You just added image consulting to the list, and there's something that we did motivational really speaking and bodybuilding and mm-hmm. bodybuilding. Can we get into that for a second? Absolutely. I watched you on Instagram. First of all, you've literally been gorgeous since the day I clicked follow. Like, ever (laughs) since I've ever known you, you've always been so beautiful. And then something happened. You're like, I'm going to be in a bodybuilding competition. And I watched the journey. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And the next thing I knew, you were doing your little pose with your little dog. You know, I'm 96 pounds (laughs) and hungry. Okay, was that the first time you've done it? Have you done that before? This, uh, this is this was right now was my second year, so this it's been the last two years. The last two years. So when I first saw that, that was your first mm-hmm. year. How did you change your mind? How did you switch from wherever you were in your regular day life to? Because I know doing bodybuilding, from what I've heard, I've not done it. It's like a part time job. Hmm. That you don't get paid for, <laughs> that you pay for. <laughs> yeah. So how did you make that switch, Aurelia? Well, I um, I always kind of lived the lifestyle loosely. I didn't really know what I was doing. Most of us don't really know what we're doing with fitness. You know, we're just seeing some type of 30-day challenge or like something on. Apparently, people get workouts from TikTok and stuff. But I <laughs> thought I knew what I was doing. So I was like eating these foods and working out. And then my sorority sister, I'm a Delta, my pro fight, she said, uh, I always see you like mimicking the poses. Why don't you just try it? And so she connected me to my coach and that's how I got started. And I think for me, I always usually do things for something else. Like, although a lot of people think Broadway was the dream, like that, that was never one of my dreams. My dream was to, for the first time in life, focus on one thing and see if I could achieve it. And I love to sing, dance and act. So I said, why not? Wow. But for bodybuilding, my I wanted to take discipline to the next level. I'm usually the most disciplined person people know in terms of my day-to-day schedule. And I wanted to take it even further because life is kind of like a diner. Like you open this menu and you can eat anything, you can do anything, you can be anywhere. And I still choose to stay regimented. So it's not something I don't have to eat this way. I choose to. I don't have to go to the gym. I get to go to the gym. Because there's someone out there who can't afford the gym. There's someone out there who is eating, who is barely eating because they have to. I get to do that by choice. And I don't take that for granted. So it's really 
increase my level of gratitude. It's almost sometimes feels like uh, like a Daniel fast. Like it gives me a time to mm. remove myself from temporary satisfaction, lean into God and say, I know I'm bigger than that ice cream that I really want to eat right now because I know the goal. For those who are listening, if you're like Daniel fast, although we might have some Bible readers in the house, like okay. Daniel and his booze, like they went booze. Well, not his booze, but they <laughs> like went 10 days taking out a lot of different things out of their diet and eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of whole foods. I haven't read it in a minute, so don't come for me if I'm misquoting. Right. They'll, go, they'll go check it out. They'll do the research. But it's <laughs> like, right. It's like it puts you in a different headspace. And 10 days later, like the guy who was over them came back and realized that they were doing better than everybody else in the group. They had more energy. They looked better. All the things. So come on, Daniel Fast. Um, how okay so but like technically speaking aurelia like what do you do when your friends are like hey girl let's go out for drinks hey girl let's let's hang out and catch up how do you how do you balance that when you got a competition or you just bought your trainer right well i am surrounded by people where the lifestyle i live is normal i say i'm going to the gym at 11 at night my close circle that's normal so I've normalized my life around the people. I think people have slowly kind of drifted um, because there are other ways to hang out than to drink and eat food. I think that's an American. I mean, that might be a world thing where like we associate everything with brunch and drinks. And for me, I'm not one. I'm not a really big drinker. I'm a super lightweight and I like fruity drinks. So I'm just going to order a soda or a juice because I like a margarita. I like Armorita sour. Like I just basically like juice. So I'm allowed <laughs> one free meal. A week. So I'm like, I ain't gonna pay $15 for no juice. Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm given one free meal a week. So if like right now my husband's prepping for a show, so he doesn't have free meals. So I use that meal once a week to hang out with people. But most of my friends honestly don't live here. They're in Seattle, they're in Texas, they're in Boston, and they're in New York. So most of the time, if people want to hang with me, they'll meet me at the gym. We'll go on a hike. We'll go to yoga. I'll bring my own food over to someone's house in a second. I carry my honey mustard. I carry my salt pepper utensils. I carry my scale with me. And so I just normalize it. Like I'll open up my Tupperware anywhere and I don't make a big, if I don't make a big fuss of it, usually no one else will. I'll throw my chicken on top of a salad when we go out. Mm -hmm. um, I've really made it a part of my life because balance, balance doesn't exist if you want excellence. Because that means everything I'm doing gets an equal amount. So if there's only energy can only be divided, right? It can't be multiplied. So if I have 100% energy and I'm doing five different things, I have to divide that. So something always has to give. So if I'm really in prep for bodybuilding, the chance that I'm working on my rep for auditions, slim to none. Luckily, when I was doing about to do my show, I was in a show. So I didn't have to worry because I was always getting my singing practice when I was doing Damn Yankees. Um Oh, you or look so in, good in that, by the way. Oh, thanks, girl. That was a good time. That was oh, a really good time. That, that was like awesome. The best thing ever. Didn't or when I'm like, off. go on. No, no, you're good. When I'm like um, really focused on speaking and like getting, doing podcasts and things like that, I might not necessarily be focusing on my voiceover career, or I may be focusing more on my voiceover coaching than career. So something always has to give, because at the end of the day, if there's anything I've learned in this last year is that family comes first. And so if my family isn't getting enough time with me, then something has to give. 
And I just believe that it's like love. If you let it go and it's meant to be, it'll come back. So there's been times where I haven't auditioned with my agency, voiceover agency for five, six months because I did Grease and Damn Yankees back to back. But then when I finished, I just jumped back on it. And they understand that that's my life runs in cycles and seasons like that. Mm -hmm. I love that you talked about family. That's something that I've learned during this time. And I say this time, I feel like the era of 2020, we're Mm -hmm. just like coming out of it barely. But I, I think before 2020, and let me know if you can relate to this or not. Um, for me, it was always about work, work, work. Broadway is everything. If you're not on Broadway, it doesn't even count. All this stuff. And then it, Broadway went away, got shut down. It's like, okay, that's what you get for wrapping your identity in this one thing. <laughs> also, you look like a fool sitting in your apartment by yourself alone. Like mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And it helped me like to reprioritize what is important to me, which is also like relationships, people. And so I got to meet my husband during this time. How long have you known your husband? We met August 31st of 2017 doing extra work in LA for Barry's boot camp. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he had just moved from New York. He went to FIT as well. Um, for international marketing and we met doing extra work yeah it was of like and there wasn't extra work where there was like 10 extras it was like 200 of us so I really do believe it was fate that we met each other but yeah I think during this time you know especially this last year toward the end of last year my family was dealing with some mental health things Mm. And, you know, in the Black community, that's not really a topic of discussion. No. And so it really put in perspective to me of what's most important. Now, I love work. Don't get me wrong. I can work all day. It never feels like work. What I do literally feels like I'm getting paid to play. Like people just pay me to play. People pay me to have conversations with them. People pay me, even in voiceover coaching, it's very similar to life coaching. If you're rushing the script, you're probably rushing in life. If you're afraid to mess up, you're probably afraid to mess up in life. Like it's all connected. And so in this last few years, especially because we left right after the pandemic, my husband hated New York. That's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. He hated New York. So (laughs) he was like, you finish your show, I'm ready to go. And there was nothing at the time that I wanted to do. So I was like, all right, I can make it work anywhere. And as soon as we got back, everything shut down. So got back um, to LA. Yep. As soon as we moved to LA, we moved in the pandemic. I mean, okay. Yeah. We, and at the time I was like kind of bitter, like, man, there could be other stuff I could be doing there, but not New York. LA. Yeah. And New York completely shut down. New York's a good night. And plus, you know, Broadway, it takes a lot of your life. People don't want to talk about that part, but it almost ruined, it almost ended my relationship for sure. Because I just kept giving and giving and giving, especially as a swing of 11 people, assistant dance captain. My first time doing Broadway, you want to make a good impression. And on Mondays, when you finally get your day off, you want to do stuff for you and or sleep. I don't want to spend time with you right now. I'm tired. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, Broadway, I'm, I could have all this money and have a nice place, but have no one to share it with. And at the end of the day, they don't care about your family. <laughs> they have things in place that'll you know, keep you happy, you know, they'll give you the little room for your breast pump and they'll give you this and that, but the show must go on. And that's what it is. So you either play the game with integrity or you retire. And so that's why, you know, I'm always down to come back. I'll go anywhere with Ricky. 
I know I'm, I'm, I'm snatching wigs and pulling pearls. Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> I'm scared. It's the truth. Aurelia. And people don't want to hear that part. They just think you just get you. There have been mornings where I have woken up and said, how much does it cost to end this contract? How much will it cost for me to get out of this? Because sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. The People like the idea of it. Just like people like the idea of me. And then when they actually talk with me and hang with me, it's like I, I kind of hold up a mirror to you. So hopefully you enjoy what you see. Because if you don't, I probably will get on your nerves. Dang. First of all, I love you. I think that you're great. <laughs> My people but, are like, oh, you doing the most. I'm like, well, a lot of y'all are doing the least. So I'm just that, out here trying to balance. That. It's clear that you are a high achiever. That you know how to, it sounds like you know how to compartmentalize and give a full focus blitz to whatever you are working mm -hmm. on, which is why you're able to freaking get things done so quickly because you're not trying to multitask with all the things. You, uh, you said, I'm focusing on this and let's see if I can achieve it. You're all in, yeah. all the way across. But what you just spoke back to me, and which is why I'm scared. And literally now, I'm like, I know we're podcasting right now, but I need, I need to hear mm -hmm. from you. I need to. I'm about to go into rehearsals. I'm about to cover eleven tracks. My new husband does not really <clears throat> know me to be a workaholic. He met me when I was fat and unemployed mm -hmm. in the pandemic. We joked that I'm a stay-at-home girlfriend, <laughs> like that is how he knows me so when i go back to work full time i'm gonna have to find that balance do you have any advice of yeah how i think do what, where i messed up was that in the same way i could plan everything else planning things with my partner needed to come first at first and foremost and then also not always trying to do the extra credit it's okay to say no to certain things because that's how you set boundaries, healthy boundaries within your work. Because if you keep saying yes, they'll keep asking. They'll keep asking. And no one is going to take care of you if you're not taking care of you. They don't care if you're married, you get divorced. They don't care about none of that stuff. Mm -mm. You've got to set those boundaries for sure. And, you know, when you're, I know the schedule is kind of crazy during, I mean, obviously rehearsal and show are two totally different worlds. Like, let's not get into tech week is tech week. It's going to be tech weekend. They should know what you're getting into. But once you get into show mode, really prioritizing your partner, even if that's FaceTiming in the middle of the show, if you're, are you, you said you're swinging? Yes. So if you're swinging. And I don't I, have swing brain. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know I had swing brain. I mean, granted, I had did Legally Blonde for a month. I played one person. And then I did Ghost for a month. I played one person. Those are the only two shows I did before Broadway. So I think it's something that just you start to develop over time. But you're also a dancer, though. Like when I think about and our choreographer um, directors, they are dancer dancers. I'm like, how on earth did I get in the show? Number one. Number two, oh, there's a lot of roles. And people say to me all the time, they're like, oh, I don't know how you do what you do. Oh, my goodness. I'm like. I have not. Like, I don't know either. <laughs> I haven't done it. I don't and, know, you know either. I leaned a lot into the cast. Like when we were in La Jolla first, like I would meet with each of them for 15 minutes to just once they knew their track and they I wasn't in their way, just to literally I would walk their entire show with every single person. Because as long as I have the whole point of a swing is to make sure no one dies. 
As long as no one dies, we're good. It's not your job to be, oh, I'm going to represent this role to the best of this night. No. I'm literally helping the swing come from this end to the other end and everybody lands safely. So keeping that in mind as well, because then you'll take it home with you. That's the that's the part. Try to do as much as you can while you're at work. Try not to take it home with you. Got it. Okay. It's tough. And I wish someone had told me that because <laughs> like I, I go home and pull out my sheets. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, if if we're learning a lot of dancing and I'm already not a dancer, dancer, I've already scheduled. Okay, I'm at I'm learning this in the studio 10 to 6 from 6 to 8. I'm at Ripley in my own room going over this stuff again so that I can be at the maybe same. once a week, maybe twice a week, but not every day. Because you you need the most time out of everybody. So don't feel like you have to have the show at the same time everybody else does because they only have themselves to worry about. Well, then what do you do when you're in rehearsal on a random day and random girl number six has a fitting? But you're only... That happened to me. So what do you do when you, like, you know, the first the four girls? That I can. Because at the end of the day, this is rehearsal. When the okay. showtime comes and y'all paying me that showtime money, I will perform. <laughs> but for now, I can't be excellent in girl number four and not completely forget girl number five. <laughs> now, if you know someone has, like I knew someone had a fitting that week. So I was prepared. So I can, right. you can, but if it happens in the moment and it's that part that I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm so sorry. I'm so, no, I'm like, the second time it happened, I was like, no, like I'm doing the best I can. Oh my god. Fire me because you're gonna have to pay me if you fire me. <laughs> so I'm doing the best I can. No well, shade, no tea. Listen. I'm walking out with a check. So, you know, give me my time, my process, especially because people that may have an opinion about it have never been swings. So that that. Can I ask you about your hair? What you prefer when you're working on a show? Do you prefer to be wigged or do you prefer your own hair out? For in the heights, I always prefer to have it out because I like really. Mm-hmm. I have my hair out when I do it in the heights. Um, if I'm doing, I mean, for something like summer, it's so pure. A lot of the shows I do are like in a time, yeah. but even like for damn Yankees, I use my own wig because I know what works on me, and they loved how it looked, and they couldn't find anything better, so I used my own wig. Great. Um, but I try to keep my hair protected and down as much as possible because I grew up not really knowing how to do my hair. My mom didn't know how to do hair. And so hair has been like a trauma thing for me. And so now that I feel like I'm at a place where I could take it out and do something with it and I know what I'm doing gives me a little bit more freedom to tuck it away and let it grow. So like Love when that. I start working on a wonderful world, <laughs> This thing is getting braided down. It's braided yeah. down right now. And I sewed the wig cap on myself. So I'm I'm on YouTube Word. University. I'm learning all the things. I sewed it down myself, but I'm getting it done in two weeks. So like, you know, just keeping that maintenance up. Yeah. But I have a vision for my hair. And like you said, and I, I've learned to accept this. I have to be careful what I put my mind to because it is true. If I say I'm going to be the president, it's going to happen. I'm not interested <laughs> in that. But if I say, like, I want my hair down to my butt, it's going to happen. And so 
just making sure that I'm doing everything in my power to not allow past hair trauma to affect me now. And especially in the workplace, like I'm not afraid to speak up about if somebody says some sly ish that people say sometimes when they um, don't know or know better, yeah. but choose not to know better. Yeah. Um, I'm quick to correct, you know, just because I think that's important for those that come up and, and haven't yet found their voice. Then that's How did you job. find your voice? I think I woke up one morning. There were two dancers I always wanted to be for like 10 years. I was like, oh, I just wish I could be like them. They're so sexy and everybody loves them. And I think I missed out on a lot of years of my own dope because I, while I think I'm very hot, don't get me wrong, my sexiest asset is my mind. And that's how I was raised, brains over beauty. And so I just never focused on the external because I put so much time into my values, my opinions. I'm not... I have a lot of opinions. I don't always share them because I think there's a power in silence as well. But I don't um, allow my height to get in the way. You know, sometimes people can make an assumption about you when you're short or when you look very young for your age. Like there's still certain roles that I can't. I'm, I'll be 38 this year and I can't play a lot of these roles <laughs> that well, I want to play. You look 19. Like, I look 12 on this stage. And then on stage, I'm like, you know, playing a 12 year old. Um, but when I realized that age is wisdom, wisdom is beauty, beauty wow. is forever. Um, I'm just not afraid to lose anything. I'm not afraid to leave money on the table. I'm not afraid to ruffle feathers. I'm not afraid to upset people. Um, I am what? afraid of waking up and not being me and like trying to be what I think someone else wants me to be. I did that for a long time. That's exhausting. Oh, what was like? little Aurelia like Aurelia what was she <laughs> like growing she, up she so I come from a family of lawyers and doctors and teachers and judges um come no on, one really excellent. pursued the arts <laughs> the arts wasn't a thing like college was high school graduate school was college like everyone did it uh, my aunt would come up from DC every weekend take me to museums I'd wear Harvard sweatshirts. And when people said, oh my God, you're so cute. I had to go, and I'm smart too. Oh. So I grew up in a very um, academic <laughs> focused home, but my parents always supported my art. So I did cheerleading, ice skating, gymnastics, anything that would get me out the hood. They were like, we're going to have you do it. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I fell in love with cheerleading in high school, which took me to my college for a year. Then I started a dance team there. And so my parents always supported the arts, even though no one in my family lives Brandon. the life that I do. Okay. So it's, it's always interesting to like hear where a person comes from because you seem so confident and self-assured and like a self-actualized person, which when you meet somebody like that, sometimes it can be daunting or intimidating, it's also inspiring and empowering because it's what people want to be like, just very like, this is what I believe. This is what I want to do. I have to remind myself that other people's other don't let other people's plans F up my own goals because everyone has mm -hmm. their own plans, their own agenda. And it's not like always to hurt you. But if somebody right. wants to go out all the time and you're trying to get up on your finances or like mm -hmm. lose some weight or whatever it, it doesn't doesn't benefit yeah, a lot of times that's just an escape sometimes it becomes an escape from 
what you have going on. And if somebody, a friend, quote unquote, has an issue with you trying to level up your excellence, your friend just has an issue that has nothing to do with you. And that's not a real friend and they're not ready to level up in their own life. Mm. And so, you know, people go like, I was vegan for a while. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you vegan. I can never do that. You better than me. Well, one, you said it, not me. So sure, I'll receive Uh it. But two, no one said you had to be vegan. I didn't say we had to go to a vegan place. I didn't say, you know, it's like people kind of project those things onto you. Yeah. Or like, I can never do bodybuilding. Like, that's so hard. That's so what that requires excellence is not and hard as a surface, right? Challenge means I have somewhere to go from it. What in life is not excellent that doesn't require challenge? Now, if you're just saying you want to be average and mediocre, then that's fine. Say that. But don't project that onto me. Dang. Dang. Oh my that's not my, that's not my <laughs> that's not my ministry. I'm not part of the mediocre ministry. I don't fund it. I don't tithe to it. I'm not interested. And I am so fine if you were fine with that. I wouldn't even care. Like sometimes my husband jokes around like, he's like, I just want, you know, I'm not trying to be the biggest movie star. I'm fine with just being average, you know, doing my thing. I'm like, and I respect that. I was like, but he's taking me to the highest platform possible so that other people can stand on my shoulders. So I have to be obedient. I don't know if that'll be through TV film. It's going to be through commercials. It's going to be through VO. It's going to be through life coaching. It's going to be through, I don't know what it's going to be through, but I'm just here for the ride. She said, I'm not a part of the mediocre ministry. ministry. Mm -mm. I'm not (laughs) buying t-shirts. I'm not making breakfast. We're not doing a clothing drive. Mm -mm. Oh, there's enough people in there. There's enough people because it's easier that way. You know, it's safer. And I've been there where it's easier to talk about who booked this and who didn't book that. And this choreographer is doing this. And did you see she said that? And, And you forget that you're a human being, dance and acting and singing. They're ings. They're part of your human doings. They're not your human beings. They just what you do. They're not who you are. And part of my confidence comes from if I never danced, sang, acted again, I still am somebody and I know who I am. And I could do almost anything out here because I'm not tied to these labels. Labels are just a way for people to chop you up and digest you. But I don't, you better swallow me whole, honey. Like, oh my god like, I, I don't have time to dissect like today <laughs> I you know and I did it for a long time Aurelia Michael and I'm a dancer that's right. so minimalizing I spent 37 years of life just to claim one really generic term anyway because that could mean a lot of things no right okay wait We've said a lot of things and I'm going to let you go soon, but I do want to ask you a few things about hair. I want to know when you're in New York or the Bronx versus when you're in Los Angeles, do you tend to wear your hair a certain way on either coast? Do you mix it up on both coasts? What's your, what's your vibe? If I'm visiting New York, I will probably wig it up because I just, the last thing I want to do in the morning at 8 a.m. before I get on a bus from Jersey is my hair. <laughs> I just want to get up and go. So I pack two or three girls. I have a gym wig and I have my going out wig. Come on, a gym but wig. It, yeah, but just a gym wig that I wear with hats. I wear it with a scarf. I wear it with a scully. Got the gym wig going. And then if I'm in LA, I'll go through seasons. I'll go a month or two with my hair out, playing with different styles. I worked on um adding a little curly piece behind, adding a bun on top. I try all different types of things. And then if 
like for instance, when we do a wonderful world, like I'm definitely going to tie it down. It's just easier for me. And then I get to see the growth afterwards. So work, I switch it up. I'll, I'll show up with a 24 inches one day and then I'll show up the next day with my fro Listen. and I won't say anything about it. So if no one else, if you don't pay attention to it, no one else, <laughs> that's what I say about age. I, I stopped paying attention to age. So age stopped paying attention to me. I'm just out here living. I love that. I'm going to do that. I love that. I love, love, love that. I love that. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, if you show up one day with your hair to your ankles and the next day it's in a fro at your ears, why people are like, oh my goodness, your hair grows oh so fast. Or, you just got your hair cut. They oh my sure goodness. do. The guy at the Amazon drop off is always like, you bringing some hair back today? Hey. I'm like, you don't know about business. Don't you don't know about business. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what are you looking forward to right now? What are you grateful for right now? I'm grateful for my family. Uh, getting to see my mom last week was everything I needed. Getting to watch the Oscars and hear my commercial on there. My that is so cool. Was the great, like, that, that, that was like the Times Square billboard kind of thing. When you see your face, like, it felt better than anything in the world. So I'm really grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my voiceover family. Um, I think my life coaching business has definitely influenced that new space and it challenges me some days I have imposter syndrome like who am I to be coaching people and starting this community and doing all these things but then I just turn around and remind myself who I am and whose I am most importantly um and so I'm just grateful like literally I was talking with someone about podcasts and wanting to speak more and you sent me a message so I know that like the iPhone the God in the universe is always listening because you know the iPhone is listening uh, yes Yes. Always listening. <laughs> always, always listening. Um, yeah. And I'm just grateful for perspective, for clear mind, um, for loving myself as I get older, because that's something I can't control. So your skin looks so good, too. You're a gallon of water a day. I don't miss really? it. Every single day. The half gallon bottle is filled up. We do the first half and then the second half. Okay. How can people find you and stalk you like I have? <laughs> <laughs> My personal life at Aurelia. I mean, it's all connected. I'm pretty open. At Aurelia Michael and AureliaMichael.com. Voiceover community on Instagram is Our Voice On Demand. Our website is Our Voice On Demand. And on Facebook, we're Voice On Demand. How else can you find me? Slide in the DMs. You know, I'm out here. Do you go by whole, um, Holmgren anywhere? Not on my, so no, so I keep kind of my quote unquote stage name or like my financial paper name. I, my husband didn't really care what we did with our last name. Um, Mine does. I just wanted to keep Michael because I'm the last female in my family and my dad was the last male and he's in his 60s. So that name doesn't, so if we have a boy, I want his middle name to be Michael. Like, I just want to keep the Michael going as much as possible. <laughs> but like on my Amazon packages, I'll put home. <laughs> Make your husband <laughs> feel like, hey. I, I mean, even he knows. It's like, people already have a hard time with my first name. Now I'm going to make them have a hard time too. With the last name. So he's Listen, like, it's fine. It's fine and beautiful as well. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so Literally, I just want you to, I want to say thank you, like truly for making the time to come on the show. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. I know you're a busy woman. And so I appreciate 
the time that you've spent with me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.